You have reached the Wildernet Podcast for Saturday, September 7th, 2013, Episode 8. That's right, this is the Wildernet Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Eric, and I hope we're getting better at this, considering it's our eighth episode, so welcome, everybody. Oh, yeah, uh, this is the Wildernet Podcast, where we rediscover nature in a digital age, by the way. It's a... is it kind of sunny out right now, Saturday, um, in Wisconsin, just uh, hanging out right now? It's kind of early. This is a little earlier than we're used to, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I almost overslept. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody though oh wait we're recording just kidding <laughs> oh yeah exactly um and you know what uh you know before why don't we just go ahead and get right into this <laughs> welcome everyone our very special guest carrie zilka from the Wild World of Carrie Z Hunting and Fishing podcast. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Good morning, Carrie. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks, guys, for having me on the one of my more favorite podcasts out there. <laughs> well, I that's not true, is it? <laughs> it is true. Really? Well, they have no idea you felt that way about us. Yep. We're our, wow. Really and flattered. I'm kind of picky. <laughs> <laughs> we're, no, we're, we're flattered. <laughs> So how are you guys this morning? Good morning to you. Good morning. Yeah, we're we're good. We're good. We're good. You're well, little bushy-tailed, you know, bright-eyed, you know, sun <laughs> coming through the blinds. It's good. I, I didn't have time to brew coffee, so forgive me for talking slower than normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, my voice is a little deeper, I think, than it normally is. But gotcha. uh, I, I think that might be a better thing. <laughs> So, so start. Um, you know, we have a we have a slew of questions for you. But if you want to share with our audience, for those that aren't familiar, um, kind of who you are, what you're about, and and that kind of good stuff. Sure, I am. Well, like you said, my name is Carrie Zilka. I live here in southeastern Wisconsin. I have a podcast that I love to do. Um, I started out as a blogger in the industry, worked my way up. Eventually, just had enough of the stuff going on and started doing my own thing and I've been very happy ever since. I have a pretty popular website. I just ha- just recently hired a slew of bloggers to kind of take some of that pressure off of me and they're doing a fantastic job so that I can just kind of focus more on the podcast and some of my other projects that I've got coming up. Great. You definitely Great. sound happy, so that's that's good. That's really I am good. happy. I cannot even tell you. My husband the rule in the house now is the laptop is closed by 7 o'clock every night, and every night it closes, and he's like, you have less work. You are doing it all on your own, and you have less work to do now. I'm like, it's all about streamlining, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Well, uh, hey, so I think I think what we want to do here is go ahead and get right into the... The Activity of the Week. Okay. You love that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. I think it's awesome that you guys do all that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so the activity this activity of the week this week is bow hunting. That's what uh, Carrie likes to do. Yay! And we're so very glad she's here to talk about that with us. 
And again, it's uh, it's the Wild World of Carrie Z Hunting and Fishing podcast. That's the full title. Is that is that correct? That is correct. I just noticed. I, I was just looking at it in my podcast app, and I saw the full the full name. I had to. It was you know kind of strung out and scrolling, and I had to try to make sense of the whole thing. But <laughs> I know it. It's really long, and that's why like. A lot of people just shorten it to WWOCZ. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a mouthful otherwise. Because the wild world of Carrie Z doesn't really encompass all that I'm about. Right. Yeah, for sure. But So we've got some stuff. (laughs) We've got some questions here for you right right away um, that have to do with bow hunting specifically. Okay. Um, So how long uh, have you actually been hunting? Been hunting? Or bow hunting specifically. Okay. (laughs) Either or. I've been hunting since I was little. Um, Bow hunting I got into, I think, 2006. So seven years I've been bow hunting. Okay. So not that long, but long enough to have worked out all the bugs and actually know what I'm doing a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've done hunting prior to that, though, or? Yes. My... We were always a family of rifle hunters sure. and always public land. Nobody in my family. Actually, my husband mentioned that like last summer. He's like, with all the hunters in your family, no one ever thought to buy some private land? I said, no. It's that gypsy blood. We just want to see what's in the next field. <laughs> awesome. That's a huge, huge, huge thing for Eric me. Eric likes I, to hear um, that. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time holding stuff in. I, I uh, First of all. <laughs> Tons of excitement over the over the subject matter today, bow hunting. I'm definitely not the most successful or or best bow hunter out there, but if, if we were to gauge how much I love it, that's off the charts. That's and great. there's a lot of reasons why. But you're talking about public land and private land, and, and that's another whole thing of mine too. And it's awesome to hear that you hunt public land. I, I think that is just fantastic. I do. I love it. And this year, I actually, for the first time ever. I'm having, and it's funny, about two weeks after I paid the check for the hunting lease of the 35 QDM acres in Fremont, Wisconsin, about two weeks after that, I had buyer's remorse, and I was like, what was I thinking? Now I have to go there. I can't go to Allenton Marsh on a Saturday morning, because I'm going to be like, well, I paid all this money for this land, now I have to drive an hour and a half there. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) never again, and never again. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be good if you had, like, a group of people, I suppose, because then, you know. You could all kind of pitch in, make it cheaper, and have that spot and have the freedom to be on it on your own. Sure. It's just uh, the whole, we can get to that later. This whole hunting lease has just like been one misstep after another. And I'm just like, the state natural areas around like Baraboo are just calling my name. And, you know, I'm just, ah. Have you, so it, Oh, we'll just swing into the next to the next question here. We'll keep sure. it dark. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I want to go, go on tangents. That's who I am. Um, have you have you lived in Wisconsin your whole life, or? Yes, I was born and raised in Milwaukee. Um, other than a couple of years in the Navy on the East Coast, I've been here the whole time. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted a quick mention too, uh, and and we we mentioned it every episode, and I think we briefly talked about it before the show, but. Um, how Eric has the where to hunt, uh, it's where to hunt page and everything. And you know, that's, that's going strong still. And that is literally about finding public hunting land. That is what it's all about. So <laughs> that's part of the reason the guy is so excited for this particular episode, I think. 
And that's great. That's a great resource. I mean, you can go on the DNR and you can talk to the, you know, foresters and stuff, but to actually hear from actual people, yes, I went to this parcel in this town or this county and I actually saw a good deer or, you know, this this parcel over here is a little muddy. You might want to stay away or whatever, you know, in the springtime, go, go to Teresa because you have to use your waders to get anywhere. It's a really great resource, I think. That's, you're right. And I think that the whole... I don't know if I'm a gypsy, um, <laughs> there's definitely some excitement in scouting land and finding new land, and it keeps you sharp. It keeps you looking for you know the, the right sign and the right areas, and, and you start reading the wind, you start learning thermals, and it, the list goes on and on. But I, I think, especially with being a bow hunter, you have, to, you have to understand the land so much better because you have to be right there to get the shot. It's not right. a gun. Exactly. Cle- clearly, uh, obviously. <laughs> Um, so obviously that answers our next question that we had on the, on the list, which was, do you hunt public or private? So, uh, yeah. Shane, do you want to take up the one after that? Didn't mean to jump ahead on you there. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Yeah. So, and we don't want you to necessarily give away too many trade secrets here or anything, but, um, would you mind telling us what bow you personally use? Oh, sure. I, I'm an open book, um. All the, you can find all this information eventually if you dig far enough on my website. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, down to the, like almost the coordinates of where I've hunted. I shoot elites right now. Um, I use a pulse for early season before rifle season in Realtree AP. And then I have an elite hunter in snow camo for the late season. Wow. Okay. so I like them. So wait, was that so you, three? Do you hunt in January too then, right? Yes. I don't even own snow camel. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually, kind, I almost, I almost kind of prefer after the rifle hunt because it's a lot quieter out there, and even like like the CWD yeah. holiday hunts for rifle, it's so much nicer because you can go out to like um, you know Baxter's Hollow and there's not a soul out there. Right. So. Cool. That's so part of what yeah. got me hooked is the the solitude, the silence, and yeah. I just like watching all the little. You see, like you do you hunt out a tree stand? I don't. I um. Oh, you don't. Nope. Okay. So, so scratch the tentative title then. title of this episode. Then <laughs> we had down up a tree with Carrie Z, but that oh. <laughs> that could have no, been that... could have been a potential podcast name there too. But <laughs> right. I bought a stand last year. I had some gals fly in. Um, we hunted down by Spring Green, and they I came in. This, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful out there. Um. A gal from Florida and a gal from Utah flew in for a week and we went hunting and they used both of my blinds. So, and originally I was like, oh, well, I'll just try one of these like hang on stands, right? How hard can it be? Yeah, right. Me trying to hang this damn thing up there. I'm all like sweaty and trying to hold it with one hand and get the strap around. And it was just, I was almost in tears. I'm like, this sucks. I'm just going to go sit in the weeds. And hope that something walks by. Nice, <laughs> that's awesome. It just, I know it just what you're not talking my about. Thing. Yeah, it's so I, tough, and especially <laughs> women don't have the upper body strength that guys do. So it's just insane. And of course, like within ten minutes of me actually sort of getting it up there, it like started pouring on me, and I was like, "Ah, no more tree stands for Carrie." <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you're getting out there, that's the key. Right? Do you guys hunt from tree stands primarily? I. Um, Oh, Shane, you first. Oh, yeah, no, I, well, first off, I, and I think I mentioned this prior, but my, my bow hunting is pretty limited, but, but the hunting that I do, I, we go, I go every year, uh, uh, gun hunting at least, and, uh, it's always from a ground blind though, so, yeah, I, 
trees kind of scare me too. <laughs> I I hunt my my dad got me into tree stands. That's the first thing I ever hunted out of. So I think that played a pretty big role. But my gosh, yeah, they're a nightmare to put up there. I I don't do a climber. I am really intrigued by the idea. So for a gun, um, I'll I'll hunt out a tree stand sometimes. But lately, I've been hunting on the ground, and always because I'm kind of tired in the morning. <laughs> Well, sure. And you have to take them, you know, you have to put them up in the morning, take them down at night, put them up the next morning, put them down at night. You know, after a whole day of really, yeah, after a whole day of like hunting it hard and then you're up the next morning at 4 a.m., the last thing you want to do is wrestle with this 20 pound stand and these, you know, the ladders and it's just such a hassle. I will say that my dad did actually build a bunch of these uh, uh, stands specifically that that they're real nice, but... um, I actually think I have had more success in the ground on, in the ground blinds. Shane, you also hunt private land. We're not gonna have, you get to keep your stands up. Oh yeah, well. Yep. So that's that's nice. Kabosh on that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, for, there, my jig is up. I guess. <laughs> for, for, I know you have a thing against private land. By all means, um, if you if you can, it sounds awesome. I hunt out of a out of a tree stand for bow though. I, I get I feel like I get a better shot. It helps with the scent and the wind and all that stuff too. So. Um, there is definitely I'd, a clear advantage to him. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think I'd freak out if I was on the ground with a bow drawn on a deer. I, I would, my heart would probably pop out of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is, I, I mean, I'll admit this least this year. As for much as I bitch about it, it's gonna be nice. I, I'm just gonna go to Menards and buy like a couple like forty dollars stands and throw them up there because I'm not gonna use them after this year. And. I'm going to put two up and it will be kind of nice, you know, going up there and not having to take them down and kind of, you know, we cleared some paths for the deer who are so, so nice to accommodate me and follow the paths, you know, like, (laughs) so, I mean, it is kind of nice that way, Mm -hmm. but I can't help it. I get up there. And even like while I was scouting this summer, I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm bored. I wonder what's going on and over in that field. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. and you know, with public land, you can go see. Yeah. Well, especially on the ground, they don't got to do all that work. You can just go. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how often uh, would you say that you practice uh, archery in general, Carrie? Oh, man. It kind of varies on the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like this year, I haven't. Um, I bet you I've been getting out like maybe once every other week for like a half an hour, an hour. That's still Let- pretty good, I think. Yeah, last year I was going like twice a week. Um, I'm a member of Daniel Boone, and they have a really nice archery. Oh, really? You go out to yeah. Daniel Boone too? Yep. Are you guys there. members? Uh, not a member. I, I think I think my dad actually is. Awesome. I love that. It's the best gun club ever. Yeah, it is really nice there. We oh just God. had someone ask on where to hunt, um, where some gun clubs were. So oh, man. To get on that. Yeah. What's I'll the actual uh, town out there, though, that that's located? It's in Hubertus. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's right on the border of Richfield and Hubertus. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I really like it there. Me too. Uh, With, um, yeah, oh. so you can, <laughs> you can ask the next question. <laughs> I want to ask questions. So, okay. Um, <laughs> when you, <clears throat> so I've heard some, I've heard some talk about the different types of arrow rests you can use, and uh, I might get shunned for this, but I use a whisker biscuit because. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely I, nothing wrong with that. And screw anybody who says there is, because it's all about killing the deer. They don't care if you're using the $400 drop-away rest. The deer doesn't care? 
the deer doesn't care. He's still dead. <laughs> they might. They might want you to use something that wouldn't work, but <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> I, I like it just because it's 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 easy, and I don't have to putts with stuff. I, I'm I'm pretty clumsy, and uh, my first bow hunting experience ever. I got in the stand, and I was not ready. Like I got, I hung the stand myself. So you know all that clanking around, moving, doing stuff. I mean, it was a net. It was a nightmare. It was a mess. So I'm sweating. I'm in there. I harness myself in, which I know you're supposed to do it beforehand. I was younger. This is before the regulations got all crazy. And I, I just I didn't even have my bow on my stand the right way. I just kind of put it on a branch next to me. And I'm not even kidding you. Two minutes after like all this, two bucks come walking right in front of me. And I was not ready for it. I'm like, how did they not hear me? How are they, why are they even walking this way? What is going on? Are these are they stupid? Like I've never even seen deer in these woods before. And now there's two right. bucks right here, right now, after all this like all this noise. So I grab my bow and I'm like, oh my God, my bow's upside down. <laughs> oh my god. So that's neat. So that's, then I, I like real something out of a movie. Real fluidly, I'm just moving slow and slow and fluid, trying to make any sudden motions. And uh, I get it upright. All right, so cool. Let's knock an arrow. So I knock an arrow. Well, silly me, first bow, bow hunting experience ever. I put the arrow below <laughs> the little rubber stopper where the release is supposed to clip on. So I put the release on above it and it goes, weak all the way up to the top. Oh. <laughs> the deer still don't hear me. I could have shot them both at the same time with one arrow because they stopped directly side by side each other. Well, one stopped to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my God, this is still happening. I still have an opportunity. So by the time I finally get my arrow knocked the right way, get my release on, draw back, they're too far and I couldn't shoot them. Um, oh, so that was my first bow hunting experience, <laughs> and uh, you learn from that stuff. And I enjoyed the whisker biscuit because upside down bow, put it on wrong with the release. I mean, all these things. That was just one less thing that I had to worry not had to worry about going wrong or mechanical parts moving. I can do enough damage myself, obviously, so I don't want all the other stuff. You know, and. I don't know. I know there's so many like snobs out there that'll say, oh, my God, you use a whisker biscuit. But you don't if it's using the tools that are going to make you a more successful hunter, period. It doesn't matter what a magazine says or what, you know, some guy writing an article says. It's just their opinion. Yeah, there's some benefits to using, say, a drop away compared to a whisker biscuit. But the, the advantages are so minimal that it just doesn't matter. It, that's just my opinion. But. Like you said, the manufacturer. I'm probably going to get three emails being like, "Thanks, since you shoot our <laughs> since you shoot our drop away rest." <laughs> but, well, this isn't on your show, though. Yeah, right. Exactly. I can say we'll what just I want. Carry this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily, um, all the people that I've worked with, they know I'm very frank. I'm like, I'm just letting you know. It's my opinion. Is my opinion. Is my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, I know. I think. Um, bow hunting in general is probably not as much of a something that you do in a party, but uh, do you have a, a hunting party that you that you go with? No, I hunt all by myself. Oh, all by your lonesome, huh? All by my lonesome. <laughs> but my that's... husband doesn't hunt. Oh, occasionally wow. oh, he'll no. come and sit with me, but he oh, doesn't yeah. hunt. So. Well, that's good of him to do. Yeah, occasionally. It's nice, you know, like when we go, like when, um, like last year for the second weekend of rifle, I went up to like Black River Falls. And not that I necessarily want somebody to sit with me out in the woods. It's just kind of nice to not eat dinner by yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, that's you know that's good though. I, that can be good certainly. I would imagine just being out alone in the in the wilderness is probably not such a bad thing. 
there, well, I, I think bow hunting is better for that. Your bow hunting is more of a loner thing. I, I think that's been my experience. Gun hunting is more of the camaraderie. Agreed. And there's pros and cons to hunting by yourself. You know, if you get hurt, you're kind of yeah, scared. You know, true. but and especially like as a woman out there alone, there are safety concerns occasionally. Mm, you have but, a bow. Yeah, but <laughs> it only shoots one arrow. Like, I mean, if you've got, there is one. Not to go into any like crazy detail or anything, but there was one situation where there was like five guys, they've been drinking and I'm like, just don't notice me. Just don't notice me because I only have one arrow knocked and, you know, I mean, <laughs> you just, what are you going to do? After that, I started carrying a gun, but, oh, no, yeah. and I've nice. never had any problems, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but the, you know, it's just, the possibility is there and I think that's why a lot of women won't hunt alone. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of that intimida- intimidation factor. Yeah. But I think it's cool that you carry a gun. And then, obviously, you're going to have to start practicing probably more than a half hour every other week, though, too. Because you want to be a good right? shot with that one arrow, right? <laughs> exactly, because I've never even shot this gun, so I don't even know if it works. Like, I could just, like, chuck it at somebody and be like, I got a gun. Like, Weapon of opportunity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little twenty-two handgun or something. <laughs> it's just in case I need to scare somebody away. Or, like, I always say, like, what if I do run into a cougar? Well, I'd pretty much be screwed because I don't even know if the damn thing fires. But (laughs) (laughs) have you have you seen any any um, that's actually I don't know. I'm just asking questions, Mm -hmm. but I've I had the opportunity to to glimpse at a bear once while I was hunting. And I know other people like, oh, I've seen a bear. or I saw some wolves or a badger, a bobcat. I mean, I just see the normal squirrels, mice, turkey. I nope. I'm looking for Sasquatch, though. Uh, (laughs) Have you seen what? What's the coolest thing you've seen other than the deer? Because that's, I mean, for me, hunting is about more than the kill and the, you know what I mean, the hunt. It's about the experience. Agreed. I've never seen a bear or a cougar or a bobcat. Um, I did see a wolf once, many years ago, way, way, way up north, and he, he was a, quite a bit of a distance away. We were gun hunting, but other than that, I mean, other than you know the little finches that love to come in the blind and just say, my favorite, yes. Those are awesome, right? Or like the big black jumping spiders are absolutely, completely, um, they don't bite or anything, but they come in and they're just like checking stuff out. And Oh, the really awesome out. chipmunks that come up on yeah. your boots and stuff? <laughs> right. Yeah, the they're not annoying at all. Like uber hyper that I get along with really well. Right. I love watching the, um, there was, for a couple of years when I was younger, um, we used to go out to Denzer, oh, by the Wisconsin Dells, and there was this white weasel that would come and it, every year we saw him and he would just like tooling around and so those are pretty cool nice i like watching the birds too the hawks yeah, and stuff that you see and eagles and a couple of woodpeckers i've seen an owl yep. once that was awesome yeah i've definitely seen a coyote a couple times you don't really see them that often out out there i, I what about you have you have you guys seen coyotes out there occasionally yeah. not too often though my my uncle did um, two years ago. He's like, oh, yeah, a coyote walked right past me. I'm like, what? What? Wait, wait, I was right by you. What do you mean? I didn't see a coyote. And then my dad too. Always seeing coy- they sh- and he quick. tries to shoot him because you can shoot him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just yeah. dart by though, real quick from from what I can remember. Right, you just like see the glimpse of like the tan like, colored fur. What was was that trees. a dog? <laughs> yep. Right. Um, real quick before I forget, um. You know, part of the reason I think we wanted to have you on at this particular time is um, bow hunting season starts up in Wisconsin here in, what was it, Eric? A, a week, week from today. It's the 14th. It's the 14th. Yes. So that's exciting. I'll Very be exciting. exciting. For sure. Very. I will be in Maui. 
Whoa. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's the first time <laughs> in many years that I'm missing opening week. Well, our 10 year anniversary, we got married on September 20th. So we're going that week. And nice. I was like, well, well, hey, congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm like, well, okay, that's worth giving up opening weekend. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's that's kind of funny to your husband's life. I know saying, he's like, you damn right, you... it's worth giving up opening weekend. <laughs> yes, it's not even a blip on his radar. He's like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> this hunting business, not stop it. <laughs> right. Well, good for him for for not being so, I guess, stereotypical with being a hunter. I guess. <laughs> oh man, he is so awesome. He supports every single thing that I do. That's great. He's, yeah. And at first, like when we first got married, I wasn't doing obviously the bull hunting stuff. Like we'd go for opening weekend of rifle hunting. And then when I started getting into it, he was a little like, this is taking up like your entire <laughs> life here. <laughs> like, right. But then once I left Bullcast and I just kind of went out on my own and I did streamline it a lot more, he's like way more happier because I'm not spending 120 hours a week working on stuff that I'm not really getting paid for. Right. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I think... So uh, this is your full-time gig, though? This is... Are you Are you pretty much for no. the uh, wild world of Carrie Z? No. This is a side business. Mm. I I work for... Um, you don't have to say names I or know, anything. I know. I'm like, uh... <laughs> one of the big <laughs> no, healthcare systems in, in Milwaukee um, in the IT department. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. IT stuff, huh? Yeah. I'm a documentation specialist. Go figure being a blogger. Interesting. <laughs> Documentation specialist. Huh. Okay. Cool. Yep. Um, I think Eric's got one more question here for you. Right? Sure. Right, Eric? No, we we talked, we asked we asked about the well yeah, do you use it do you use a um mm, mm. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. So it was a two parter. <laughs> that's why. So we already ha- we already handled the arrow rest situation, but do, what kind of sites do you use? I find it kind of interesting um i have one with like three dots so i know where my marks are which can make it hard in the moment you're like ah shoot green (laughs) red yellow which one is it um what do you use i use um a three pin i use spot hog and i have a cbe site too that i've used um i I just use the usually the three pins i think the spot hog came with four but i took one out just because like you said it's really easy to get mixed up i don't shoot past 35 yards so i don't need eight pins or a single pin slider you know yeah the, sing- yeah. the single one i think would be nice and, and it's adjustable typically I, I believe i think it, some yeah in some situations but when you've got a deer like 15 yards away man i just want to minimize as much movement as possible yep and quick. I, I would just be afraid that i would reach up there to move the slider a little bit and like my sleeve would get caught on something and something would clank or you know it just that would just be my luck. So I just use the basic three pin. I find deer are very smart in certain situations, but others that you're like, how did I ever consider you a smart animal? What? Oh my God, seriously. My very first deer <laughs> I ever shot, I was up in a tree stand smoking a cigarette with a cup of hot cocoa. Really? <laughs> I mean, really. And like these three does just came like wandering in and they're just like, and it was right. It was, it had been really, really cold and it was a really nice morning and they were just like excited to be out there. And, and I'm all like, shit, gotta put out the cigarette. Gotta put down the cocoa. Oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> That's one thing. Making I'm... all this noise. And like, just got real. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Something so, my dad's always about is, you know, that 
something about th- it takes like three hours or something for your scent to dissipate after you've already been sitting for a while. But yeah, then stuff like that happens. I guess it just depends on which way the wind's blowing, maybe. Right. Exactly. The wind and just, yeah. And because there's been other times where I've gotten busted and I'm like, dude, I use my scent. I mean, I'm like drenched in the scent free products. Like, you know, I use the dead downwind, like shampoo and all that stuff. You know? <laughs> and like I got busted 50 yards away. Yeah, it's true, though. Sometimes sometimes they'll they'll just be completely oblivious. You, you can be right. moving and they'll just not know what's going on. And then other times they'll they'll snort and you'll be like, what, 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 what? Right. <laughs> I know. The wind's in my favor. How did you, you know, what's going on? <laughs> and they snort, it drives me crazy. I'm like, I'm going to kill you if you freaking come back into sight and keep snorting at me like that. Probably more you know, often now than it's, anything. Now it's, it's not about, you know, now it is about the kill. Now you're going down. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Some of that time, I, I suppose it could be any other. It could be something else or someone else, but. Anywho, I think that's about it for the questions that we have for you, Carrie. Um, I think we're going to... You're going to hang out with us for a little bit yet? Sure, happy to. All right, awesome. Then we're going to get right into this. Word in the Woods. And we have a couple of uh, articles here... um, I'm going to start with one here. It's the same topic. We're going to be talking about um, this crossbow season that's proposed in Wisconsin. And I, it may actually be approved. Good to go here. I'm, I'm a little unclear about that. Maybe one of you can uh, let me know whether or not that's the case. But yeah. um, this first article is uh, from the Capital Times. Uh, pr- proposed Wisconsin crossbow hunting season moving forward. So suggesting that it's actually uh, going to continue on here. Um but basically, you know, we didn't have uh, prior to this year, it was only people age 65 or older um, or those or, with a disability that could um, actually use a crossbow uh, during bow season. And now they're they're trying to get a not not a whole separate season, but but it would it would actually run along with the bow season. Yeah, it'd be congruent with the, the bow, the, the traditional bow season. Um Right. I have and a different article, actually. Yeah, uh, and, and real quick, the, apparently last year they proposed uh, there was they were trying to lower the sixty-five to age fifty-five, and that failed last season, apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what's uh, your article then, Eric? I have um, one that says it's like you said, it's on its way, but they're kind of uh, proposing that it's gonna it's gonna start two thousand fourteen and fifteen season, and then uh, into two thousand fifteen and sixteen. It's going to be the um, like a test run or a template to see how it's actually going to play out going forward from there into sixteen and seventeen, where they're not they want to kind of see how it's going to affect the deer herd and and how the seasons are going to run before they fully um, adopt that. That's my take on it from what I was reading. That's correct. Okay. I just want to read real quick the the beginning of this article because it reminds me of an episode that Carrie had of her podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> just real quick, uh, crossbow earrings and necklace charms became a popular accessory for teen girls after fictional heroine Katniss Everdeen wielded one as she fought for her life in the Hunger Games. Um, that just reminded me of uh, you had you had a whole episode. I think it was an entire episode, kind of devoted to that pop culture influences for archery, which I found very interesting. I, re- I really liked that episode you had. Thanks. That was. Uh, I think you're referring to how to get your kids into archery or more yeah. excited into archery or something. Which, it was called. 
Which that's yeah. right. I think we mentioned it on the show. Actually, mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of felt that it it related to our podcast because it's as I mentioned to you before the show. Um, you know, our podcast is about rediscovering nature in a digital age, and that kind of starts with the youth. I think um, because mo- a lot of youth is actually spending a lot of their time indoors, and you know, trying to get them outside is is huge. Absolutely, and you're right. You're and that's a great mission for your podcast because you're right. With the kids, everything's about, well, okay, there's, I, okay, hold on. <laughs> I have two minds of this because the children, everybody's playing video games. Everybody's consuming everything digitally. Like a podcast is the perfect digital media platform for a child because they can, six-year-olds have cell phones these days. Yeah. So they could say stream like your podcast and listen to it while at recess or, you know, while they're walking home from school instead of going home and just playing video games then they're like oh yeah let's go for a hike or let's go get some bike and go biking or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and the other part of that too which is why i think and especially as far as the female demographic it's not the old boys club anymore it's not right there's a lot more women getting involved a lot more women especially with the age of the internet again digital media finding out that it's actually okay to do stuff on your own, that there are other women. When I first started this, there were like seven or eight women that I found who husbands don't hunt, they do. And I was like, yay, I'm not the only one out here. Mm -hmm. But how would you know that without the digital age? Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, not not to get too far off uh, the (laughs) articles here or anything, but um, did you have any further thoughts on on this crossbow season in particular? Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, either of you, I guess. But Carrie, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm curious if if you had any um, particular thoughts about it. I do, and it kind of does tie in with the whole like getting kids out in the nature, or say women, or even just guys, um, anybody, any new hunters. With the Crossbow Act coming to fruition, you are going to have a lot more opportunities just for people in general to go out there, compound bows, or even recurve bows they're a lot of work they're very complicated and they take a lot of time and effort to really get good at them where a crossbow i don't agree with the sentiment that it's just like a rifle because it's not you still have to practice with them right they're not to the extreme of a compound bow sure you're gonna have people say like my dad who's getting older and he's not really interested in hunting as much anymore he's not worth interested in get putting in the time he might go buy a crossbow well that's one more hunter still in the field or, you know, 18-year-old Susie, who just doesn't have the upper body strength to pull back even a 35-pound legal limit bow, but can shoot a crossbow. Mm-hmm. So you're going to yeah, have a lot good, more opportunities. It's a good, it's a good way to, to still get that close hunt experience that a bow provides. Because a crossbow, Absolutely. Usually, it's not a rifle. It's not a shotgun. You still have to be right there. And you know what? You still got to wait for the perfect moment. Granted, you're not at full draw waiting and holding. Um, but again, some people don't have, like you said, the upper body strength. And why not get some more hunters out there? I mean, come on, this was a Wisconsin had a downturn for a while with people getting out of it, which is why I'm such a proponent of public land hunting because I find it very difficult to find an access land. Why why make it harder for people to hunt if this is another opportunity? By all means, yeah, let's do it. Not to mention the economical advantages it would provide. I mean, Matthew's bow is here in Wisconsin. Am I am I right? Yes. They manufacture crossbows. Yes. <laughs> So it would be in the economic best interest also to to allow this to happen so we can get more jobs. I mean, it, there's too many advantages to not do this. 
I think. And I'm good to see that it's going well. It's progressing. Absolutely. We've already got like crossbow manufacturers who are, um, I happen to know firsthand that Winchester Archery, who makes a crossbow, contacted Outdoor News a couple months ago to talk about the potential of running ads in their paper. That's just revenue in Wisconsinites' hands. Mm-hmm. They're a company in New Jersey looking to advertise here and sell their bows here and provide more bows for more opportunities just to get out in the woods. The more opportunities, the better. That's my, yep. you know, compound that's... bows, recurve bows, rifles, they're not for everybody. Maybe a crossbow's for you. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it for sure. Um, and I just wanted to point out real quick, uh, if I didn't already, uh, that first article that I read was the Capital Times, and uh, JS Online was the article that Eric read or talked yeah, about. Yeah, uh, it's uh, from JS Online. The article is titled, Senate Resources Committee Passes Revised Deer Crossbow Bill. So, Was there more about that article that you uh, still wanted to cover, Eric? Or No, I, that's it. I, I just wanted to kind of cross-reference some stuff to try to get the story as accurate as we could, considering it seems to be kind of hard to tell where it's actually at 100 percent all right it'll, hopefully it'll get passed once the senate does come back in i forget when they come back in session next week yeah, I, I have don't no know doubt that. that it'll it'll pass it, with flying colors and then it just goes to the governor's um office and he'll he'll sign it and he's, he's a such a big right. he's a huge bow hunter and he'll sign it in a, a day yep if approved then it would go to water which is awesome yep so yep all right well um this is normally the part of the show where we have our sound off, um, but again, we don't we don't really have anything to read. I think I could read a gazillion uh, Twitter messages between Carrie and I, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think her having on the show is 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 good enough here, probably. Um, but uh, as always, if anyone would like to contact us, our email address is wildernetpodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wildernet podcast and on twitter which carrie and i have communicated through uh at wildernetcast and uh oh carrie yeah so uh you know people can find you on twitter also right yes so they should follow you right i think so where would they uh find you at at carrie zilka c-a-r-r-i-e-z-y-l-k-a pretty simple there you go. Is there anywhere, any other place in particular you'd like to give a shout out to? Oh, you know, um, I guess I could go on my website. <laughs> 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 the easiest way is www.cz.net. Otherwise, you can just Google the wild world of Carrie Z and it comes up. Um, otherwise, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash wild world of Carrie Z. I'm always online. Pretty awesome. Much. Very good. Yeah, between the computer and the phone, it's like hard to be disconnected, which is what we try to promote as a healthy. I think we try to promote a healthy balance. If you can't put the equipment down, at least try to find a way to use it outside and harbor it to your advantage and a way to right. get outside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For sure. Um, okay, so uh, Eric, uh, and again, all, as is tradition, where can our listeners find you, sir? Not too many places, but... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot going on on my plate with the where to hunt stuff behind the scenes outside of the Facebook realm, but the hub of it does exist through Facebook, and it's a community that uh, connects public land hunters in Wisconsin and allows them to talk and converse about things that and you can't get from the DNR or from the internet or from other websites. So feel free to message where to hunt um, at facebook.com/slash where 
yeah, slash where to hunt Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, check it out. Bow hunting, obviously, like we said, starts on the 14th, and the activity on that page is increased dramatically. So a lot of communication going on there. Um, that actually started because of bow hunting. I wanted to find somewhere to hunt close to home. And I, I was like, there's nowhere to find any information. So here it is. That's where you can find me. Let's, let's, if you guys don't mind, let's just sidebar a little bit. Sure. Where did, okay, because where in Wisconsin, without giving away your honey holes, <laughs> where do you guys hunt? Go ahead, Eric. Since I hunt public land, um, I, I can't take all the credit. My dad is, since he got, since he got a computer and a smartphone, Mr. I'm afraid of technology is, he has an unhealthy addiction to maps. So, and he drives, he drives for a living. So he, he happens to see things that most people I don't think would. And he takes an innate interest in, or a direct interest in, oh, that could be huntable. Look at those deer. So with that, I hunt, um, a lot of wildlife areas. I I do a lot of drawings. I put in tickets and bids for that. And I get lucky enough to win those bids and drawings, which is really cool because then it's usually like three hunters have access to a huge plot of awesome land. Uh, I've been hunting Wyalusing now for a couple years, and you have to have a special park permit access tag, which sold out in about three minutes this year, so that's a big (laughs) deal. Um, Otherwise, I've hunted up north in Crivets, Phelps, public land, and I have uh, land really, really close to home that we're not going to talk about. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And I I mostly hunt in uh, Adams County, so. Excellent. So I'm the only one that stays close to home with Allenton Marsh and... Teresa Marsh. <laughs> oh, for the- I, there's other places I go to. I've hunted the you Oconomowoc know, River. There's a public area over there. There's public area slivers that I've, I've found, and it's through communication, not through, you know, I don't sure. know. and fishing. I fish a lot, so I actually found uh, I fish near home, and I found, oh, this is available for public hunting? Sweet. <laughs> Have you guys ever hunted on, like, the, um, the managed forest land? It's technically private, but they <laughs> lease it out to the DNR to let X amount of hunters on there. It's a big topic for me. Um, we went and scouted what's called, and this is very, it's a very similar program. It's not MFL. I've heard of MFL. I haven't hunted it, but we went this last summer and uh, or spring and scouted uh, VPA land, which is voluntary public access. Sure. And it works similarly. However, it, it, it specifically states on the DNR website that you do not have to contact the landowner or even let them know. In fact, they prefer you don't contact them. So the land that they've agreed to let you hunt, they you just go do it. And it's nice. marked, supposed to be marked well, but that's that's a whole other topic. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we haven't actually hunted on it yet, though, I don't. You haven't, correct? We scouted. We scouted it. Right. So maybe in the future, though. Very cool. Um, yeah, so, and then... Uh, and then me, I personally, uh, if you want to find me, um, you can just pretty much Google, uh, shave mad ox, uh, you know, I'm sure you can find it. If you try typing something close to that in, I'm sure it'll show up. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyways, the moment of reflection So I think we're just gonna uh, reflect back a little bit. The, I'm just gonna listen to the loons. I don't That's know what you're fine. Doing. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> just gonna reflect back a little bit on this particular episode. You know, we want to thank Carrie Z so very much for being so gracious and and coming on our show. We, I, in fact, I I wasn't so sure she would. I mean, I she, she's like 
a celebrity and um, yeah right <laughs> you know we uh we are so grateful for that um you know if if anyone has any interest in bow hunting you know for sure it's you gotta you gotta give it a shot <laughs> um obviously you know hunter safety is something at least here in wisconsin that that needs to be done first before you can kind of do that but it doesn't mean you can't get out and try some archery before that you know um can always pick up a bow um i've had a couple i actually got a friend into bow um two years ago and craigslist is a great place to start looking uh, to get something to get you you don't need the best and greatest bow to get started by all means you got to see if you like it first so if you could spend as little as possible to start to get your foot in the water craigslist not to promote it like i'm not giving it a a shot on here but uh, you can find some good stuff on there people are always you know upgrading their bows and selling their old ones so oh there you go yeah and then again crossbow season potential crossbow season may actually get people that ordinarily maybe wouldn't be able to pull back a bow uh into the sport and by all means that i think overall is a great thing so i think unless anyone else has anything to add I think that would be a show. Great. Well, thanks so much. Thank you so very much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I don't get to talk to anybody about Wisconsin hunting. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, so thanks a lot, everyone else, for listening. And as always, take care. Get outside. So we usually just let this uh, kind of trail off. Okay. Still going. <laughs> People will hear this still. Anyone listening will hear this. They're supposed to stop listening. But if you're still listening, way to go. Good job. You've earned a prize. No, you haven't. <laughs>